uh, if you have your Bibles, pull them out there. Get your iPad, iPhone with your word on it. And we're going to look at some powerful word today. And my prayer is that God is going to help us. When we draw off, drive off of this lot today, my prayer is that God's going to help us to hear God better going to be able to have a much deeper relationship with the Lord because we're going to be able to be, hear His voice so much clearer. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says this, But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Now notice what it says. It says, But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. What that says is this. When I begin to hear God, it puts me on a desire and a search to hear God more. So that's what God, if I will make a dedication in my life to begin to live my life out of the impulses of the Holy Spirit, if I will begin to live my life led by the Spirit, following the voice of the Spirit, hearing His Word, however the Lord is speaking to our heart, then God's, my life is fixing to change. Because with that, with that hearing of God comes this great desire for a deeper spiritual reality in my life. Now, the Word says that impulse of the Spirit. I want to read for you quickly the definition to impulse so we can understand uh, God's uh, what He's kind of expecting out of our life. The definition for impulse is a sudden, spontaneous inclination or an excitement or some unusually unpremeditated action. What that means, man, God, living by the impulse of the Holy Spirit, you may not be able to plan six months ahead what you're going to be doing. And living under the impulses of the Holy Spirit, you may, one moment, God can make a total change in all of our lives. I mean, the difference between defeat and victory, the difference between sickness and health, the difference is simply the voice of the Lord. One word from God can straighten my whole life out. One word from God can straighten your, but it's not only important that I, that word be given from heaven. I've got to be able to hear it and receive it and believe it here on earth. So it means, I'm going to give you some other, uh, uh, definitions to it. It means a wave of it, of excitation transmitted through tissues and especially nerve fibers and muscles that result in psychological activity or individual. What that says is not only the impulses of the Holy Spirit, they began to cause an excitement in my flesh, not only in my spirit, and I can begin to sense the presence of God deep inside my life. It says it's the act of driving forward with a sudden force. How many of you are ready to drive forward in your life with a sudden force? of God coming into you. Well, that's what it says. If I begin to live my life under the impulse of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be some things I'm not going to be able to plan. There's going to be some things I'm not going to be, because as the Holy Spirit comes up on me and moves me, then it's going to cause a force to come that will propel my life further. It's the motion produced by such an impulse. 
It means the product of the average value of a force and the time during which it acts, the change in momentum produces the force. What that means, my momentum's going to change. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living slow. <laughs> I'm tired of being slow. I'm tired of the same humdrum. But God says if we will make a dedication to be led by the Spirit in our life and a dedication to follow the impulses, our life's fixing to pick up momentum. There's going to be some strength gained in my life. There's going to be a direction gained in my life. I mean, that's a ex- life of excitement. So it's so important then that I'm going to make a decision in my heart. I want to live by the voice of the Lord. I want to live by His promises. I want to live by His Word. I want to live by His impulses that I sense going on in my life. All right, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, The Holy Spirit is the presence of the living Lord Jesus in spiritual power in the lives of men. What does it say? What's the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is that one that's bringing the presence of Jesus and the power of Jesus into my life. You better quit saying you don't need the Holy Spirit, but you better begin to pursue it. It's so important that we pursue the Holy Spirit because it brings the presence of Jesus and the power of Jesus in our life. Most of the time in people's lives, they're crying out for the presence of God. Or they're just crying out for the power of God. Crying out for God to come and heal and come to deliver. Which the Word of God says that if I will realize the Holy Spirit is what I have to seek. Because the Holy Spirit in my life brings the presence of Jesus and it brings the power of Jesus. That's why Jesus lived such a life in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, because He wanted us to see what was available through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if I'm going to live out, the, if I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to live through me, if I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to bring His impulses through me, if I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me and guide me and direct me, how many of you just tired of living out of your own knowledge? Aren't you looking forward to God by His Spirit? Come on, let's hear it. If you're tired of living out of yourself, you're tired... You're tired of having to choose your path and to try to determine the best path when God says, I want to come in your life and I want to assume that responsibility. So God, by His Holy Spirit, wants to come into my life. Now, if I'm going to live out of the impulse of the Holy Spirit, there's a few things I have to get working inside me. And first thing I've got, I've got to begin to live it by faith. If God's going to begin to direct my life, I've got to realize I'm going to have to follow that direction by faith. Now, faith is believing something before you see it. What that means is God's going to give you a direction for your life. God's going to speak to your heart. Maybe He's going to move you forward on a job or move you forward in in your family. But God's going to begin to speak to you. But you've got to know. Somebody say, well, i got to see it or I'm not going to move on it. Well, you're going to never be follow the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't operate that way. The Holy Spirit believes that when He speaks to your heart or moves you in a direction, we should be ready to jump out and do it. It's just the same it was with Peter. Peter was in the boat. He never walked on water before. Never had. Never walked on the water before. 
But Jesus, by the impulse of the Holy Spirit, Jesus called him to come out of that boat and put his foot on that, on that water. And he did. And he was able to do what he had never been able to do before. I'm here to tell you, you can do what you've never been able to do before if you have faith when God speaks to your heart. That means, what does that mean? That means if I feel like, you know, I can't quit, quit crack. I can't quit drugs. I can't quit alcohol. I can't quit cursing. I can't quit fussing. I can't keep peace in my family. I'm going to have to realize when the Holy Spirit puts an impulse in, inside me or God tells me that I can, I'm going to have to first believe that I can. And if I'll believe I can, then that's going to re- begin to release the power and the presence of God in my life to be able to do it. The second thing, I'm going to have to learn to live spontaneous. I mean, some of us have got to have it all planned out. But you're not going to follow the Holy Spirit if you've got to live your life all planned out. That's why some of you are so fretting because you, you can't get it planned out. Every time you get it planned out, you end, back, you end up back at zero. <laughs> because the Lord, if I'm, going to, if I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit, I'm going to have to be willing to live a life that is spontaneous. What that means, I'll be ready to move when the Holy Spirit puts it on my heart. Or I'll be ready to act when the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. How many of you this morning, you determine, I want to move when the Holy Spirit puts it on my heart. I want to follow the direction of the Lord. And that's why when the Holy Spirit begins to nudge you and direct you, man, we're cutting our own life off if we fail to, number one, believe, and if I fail to act on what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. All right, the third thing is, I've got to quit living out of the box, man. I've got to realize what the Holy Spirit's going to do in my life is not going to be in the little box that I've built for Him all myself. One reason our lives are so unexciting, one reason our lives are so humdrum, one reason our lives just can't get it working is simply because we're trying to fit God into our box. I'm telling you what, if God, you try to put God in a box, He'll knock all four sides out of it because God will not be put in a box. He'll come out of that box and He'll do some great things. So if I'm going to live underneath the impulse of the Holy Spirit, the third thing is I've got to realize it's, I'm going to have to learn to live out of the box. I'm going to have to find peace with the living out of the box. I'm going to have to find joy living out of the box. And some people just can't do that. It's just got to be too laid out. Some are more prone to that than others. But whatever it is, it will stop the Holy Spirit from being able to give me impulses to move with Him. Because in the Bible, when God came to do something great, they hardly didn't know it five minutes before. It would be the very moment that the Holy Spirit would move men, that they would be willing. That's why when you're in Walmart and the Holy Spirit puts it on you to witness to that brother, you don't have to say, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to pray five months about this. Man, you just obey God. You trust or you just obey God. When God puts it on your heart, you've got to obey God. Everybody say obey God. You've got to be willing to obey God. You've got to be willing to do what He says to do. All right, the fifth thing, you got to determine, I'm going to live obedience. God tells me, I'll do it. Man, if God tells me, I'll do it. If God puts it in my heart, I'll do it. Instead of, you got to get off the can't streak. So many times the Holy Spirit's putting great ideas in all of your hearts. 
There's not a person here that the Holy Spirit has not tried to prompt and help you to move forward. But the problem is, I want to tell God I can't. Oh, God, you don't understand. I don't have the money to do that. Oh, you don't understand. I don't have the education to do that. Oh, God, you don't understand. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) That's why God called you and spoke to your heart to do something. Because you would have to lean on Him for the power to be able to do it. We just failed to realize. The Bible tells us that when I'm the weakest, He's the strongest. In the very places of my weakness. That's why what God's calling you to do, you say, first thing you'll say, I can't do it. But you gotta quit that. We've got to begin to run, respond to what the Holy Spirit, if I want the Holy Spirit to continue to talk to my life, I've gotta be willing to be obedient. And so what that means is this, man, if you've been rejecting and not moving forward where the Holy Spirit's been telling you to, if you haven't been obedient, then you sit here this morning and say, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Can you imagine what the Holy Spirit's thinking? He's probably thinking something like this. There's no need of telling, telling Him He won't do it. There's no need of me to putting it in His heart because well, I know He won't do it. He's afraid and He thinks He can't, so He won't do it. But how many of you are here today to convince the Holy Spirit, you tell me and I'll do it. I'll obey you. I will believe it. Amen. Next thing we have to be willing, we have to be willing to expect God. Man, God show up and do it. I tell you, when, when the Lord puts it in your heart of what to do, or He speaks to your heart, you've got to expect God, man. This thing, somebody said, well, I did what God said, but doing this thing just didn't work out. Honey, you're looking for that thing to work out instead of God to come on the scene and work it out. If you're going to expect the Holy Spirit to give you impulses, to speak to your heart, to give you nudges, it's going to be God that's going to be responsible for the outcome. That's why you're not responsible. If you've obeyed God here this morning, honey, you can just sit back in your easy chair and wait on God. Because if God put it in your heart, and if you obeyed God, and if you're believing God, one thing you can rest, He will not be debtor to a person here. God will fulfill His part if I'm willing to do my part. So I've got to be no, I've got to begin to expect God. Sixth thing, I've got to begin to live without praise of men. I've got to live without praise of men. So I said, I'm afraid that they'll laugh at me. I'll, I think we've got to be, come to a place. If I'm going to follow what the Holy Spirit is telling me, I'm going to have to come to a place where I'm not going to fear man. You've got a choice in life. You're either going to fear God or you're going to fear man. And you can't fear both. What that means is this. If I fear God, I'm going to trust God. If I fear man, my trust is going to be in man. And you've got to determine in your heart... I will refuse in my life to fear man. See, the fear of man is what keeps you from obeying God. You don't think it's reasonable. But usually what the Holy Spirit's going to tell you is not reasonable. Because the Holy Spirit wants to do something miraculous. And so the Holy Spirit, as He speaks to your heart and, and He moves upon your heart, then you, you've, you've got to be willing to to live without the praise of men. You look in the Bible. When God told men to do things, no one would hardly believe with them. When God spoke to David's heart and told David what to do, he wouldn't think he could be assured that everybody else is going to walk in the other direction. But that's what the Holy Spirit knows. 
because he wants himself to be able, he wants to use himself to glorify the Father. And if we want to let people know this is God, man, this is a God thing, this is a God thing, look what God did for me, look what God turned around, look what God did in my marriage, look what God did in my family, look, this is a God thing. If it's going to be a God thing, then we're going to have to, we're going to have to determine that we're going to not live by the praise of man. Because man won't let you do a thing. They'll keep you from obeying God. You've got to get in your heart. That doesn't mean you're supposed to be cocky or ugly. That doesn't mean you say, well, bless God, I don't care what you say. No, that's not the way it is. That's not the wisdom of God. But that does say that you're going to have to come to a place to where you don't fear man, to where you obey God. Then the last thing with a pair of life is, is to live with God's proof, with God's approval being enough in my life. I've got to look up to the Lord as God begins to speak to my heart and say, God, your approval is enough. Because you're not going to start out with everybody else's approval. Oh, now after the miracle comes, they'll pat you on the back and say, Oh, I knew you could do it all the time. No. But you're not going to start there. You're going to start with those tears coursing down that cheek when everybody else thinks you're crazy. That's what they thought when I accepted Jesus. In fact, when, when I accepted the Lord, they thought that I had overdosed on drugs. <laughs> That's what the people thought. In fact, my own family, I was, I was beginning college, and my own family called the college and told the college that there's a man coming your way that's overdosed on drugs. His mind is gone. Because they couldn't understand that one day I was serving the devil and the next day I had the power to serve Jesus. One day I was so weak I couldn't do a thing. The next day I had a strength and a grace inside my life. That's what the power of God can do. So you just have to determine during those moments. I tell you what, there's so many. There was several, several months there. I wept. I don't know how much. I, I filled the floor full of tears many a time. Because I say, Lord, my own family, they don't believe me. They don't believe that my life has changed like this. And I would cry and I would weep before God because I love my family. I love other people. And it seemed like nobody would believe that God can make radical changes in people's life. But here, that's been many years ago now. Things have changed. Things are different. Now I can have people's approval. But it didn't start out that way. So when you began to make your moves toward the Lord, you're not going to have man's approval. You may not even have your family's approval. There may be no one that believes in you. But if you're moving underneath the voice of the Lord, then you can stop and look up toward heaven. And you can say, Lord, your approval is all I need. Your approval is all I need. Your approval is enough. And that's really the little statement that we have to fill our life with. Lord, your approval is enough to obey you wants to pray this morning just a quick prayer if we would because the Holy Spirit is trying its best to repair us 
God wants to talk to us. God wants to tell us some things. I tell you what, the Lord wants to drastically change each of our worlds. So it's like the Holy Spirit is beginning to give you little words, or He's beginning to give you a scripture, a promise. He's beginning to give you something, a move, a nudge. And the Holy Spirit is preparing you. He's starting off with some small things, but it won't be long until it drastically changes to some big things. It's like the Holy Spirit is using these small areas of your life. I mean, the Holy Spirit would use areas like, like this in my life when He began training me. He'd say, Jerry, I want you to get up and give me the time. He said, I want you to spend that time in my presence. Well, if I obeyed God, then that, that qualified me for God to tell me something greater and to be able to do something greater. Or maybe I can remember the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was saved and it was extremely hard for me to raise my hands in worship. But I can remember the Holy Spirit was trying to train me to where He could give me some big challenges in my life. And so the Holy Spirit, I'd be in service and I'd feel the Holy Spirit come upon me and He'd begin to nudge me to raise my hands. And I, I remember how it was. At first I'd raise them like this where nobody could see and then it wasn't long that they began to come up a little bit further. <laughs> but I was so self-conscious at first because God was using something so simple to burn the fear of man out of me. And for me to be able to come to the place where I said, Lord, your acceptance is enough. Your approval is enough. Was it wasn't long until my hands were raised and I really didn't care who was on the right and the left of me. Because I wanted to obey God. And when I finally got to that, then something bigger came in from the Lord. Something greater. The, the, way, you, the way you do big things in God is you first start with the small acts of obedience. Learning not to fear man but to fear only God. Lord, I pray this morning. Lord, you know the heart of every person that's here. Lord, you know what you're challenging us to do. Lord, you know what you want to do in each of our lives, Lord. Lord, you know those that you're desiring to change them or you try to change our families or you're desiring to change our ministries or, or you're desiring to bring us into a place of ministry or you're desiring to bring us into a place of great service or, or you're desiring us to do something that only you will get the glory for. The Lord is starting this morning with the small things. So Lord, each of us here today we pray for the strength of God to be obedient. Lord, give us the grace of God to obey you, Lord, in the small things so it will qualify us for the much greater things in our life, Lord. Let you be able to trust us, Lord, to keep our mouth shut when, you, when your spirit is moving upon us Lord, give us the strength of God, Lord, to, to make the small steps, Lord, 
Lord, give us the strength of God to be faithful in your house. That you can give me something big to do, Lord. And great to do. Help me, Lord. Help me to be faithful in that which is least. So that you can make me ruler of much, Lord, in your kingdom. And Lord, I just say, your approval is enough, Lord. To please you, Lord, is enough in my life. So it really doesn't matter, Lord. It really doesn't matter if other people accept it or not. As long as you accept it, Lord. It's your approval, Lord. I seek for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.